Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Peter Ogburn is all about the Chicago Bears' Week 8 loss to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, when I say all about, it's, I think we talk about football, this game specifically, for 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. It's pretty... If you want a breakdown of the X's and O's, you're in for a treat. Uh, I've known Peter for a very long time. I don't know if he's actually ever been on this show. Peter is a podcast producer and a radio producer, and we've shared microphone time together probably a dozen times. Uh, He's always fun to talk to, and uh, he is not really even an NFL fan. But maybe more importantly, his son is. So that's why I want to talk to Peter for this episode. Things are bad, and that's why we now have a Patreon account. Are they as bad as the season for the Chicago Bears? Much, much worse, because those men are financially stable. You could donate at youmethemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description, and it's on our About page. It's super easy. I promise that all the donations, not one cent, will go to the NFL Network or anything NFL-related. Here's the show. You are not a professional football fan. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. It's, I have a very complicated relationship with football uh, in that I, I grew up in South Carolina and the football coach at my high school, uh, it was this guy named John McKissick, and he is the winningest football coach on any level in the history of football. Okay. And he, and he passed that record when I was, uh, when I was there in, in high school. And uh, so it was very, very serious where I went to school. And I'm also not a small human being, mm-hmm. but I never played football. I just, I, I'm not, it's too, it's too violent for me. And uh, I remember one, one day when I was in high school, I was hanging out. I, I played in bands and I played basketball. I did play basketball. I was a decent basketball player. And I, I was hanging out with some friends of mine at school and this coach walked by me and I was, I mean, you've seen me. I'm a large man. I was a large kid in high school as well. And he goes, what are you going to come out and play football for us, boy? And I said, uh, I don't think I'm going to do it. And he goes, well, why not? And I, I said, uh, because I don't effing want to. Yeah. And he goes, uh, do you talk like that in your house, boy? And I was trying to be kind of a smart ass. I said, uh, yeah, I do. And he said, well, guess what? This ain't your house. And I got in big trouble for that. Who got but you I in just, trouble I, for that? How how could you get in trouble for that? Well, for being a smart ass. No, but like, like who did the coach or whoever tell a like? Yeah, how did that work? Well, you know the coach. I, I forget what what class he taught. You know, he had to teach some. Oh, okay, fake, okay. Fake class, so he was technically a teacher, which is insane because the guy was, I mean, in his seventies when I went to school there, probably. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't remember what class he taught, but it wasn't a serious class. So that, okay, that makes sense. But your story doesn't end in high school. And there's a reason why we're talking specifically about this game. You went to a very uh, football-friendly college. I did. I did. I went to the University of Alabama. And I should say, by the way, I was always pushed to play uh high school when I was, when I was younger, you know, and I, I did play for a couple of years. In fact, we're, we're going to talk about the, the, uh, bear saints game, but I actually, uh, one time I got knocked out cold 
by a guy who actually won a Super Bowl with the Saints. He went Whoa. to my high school. Whoa. Yeah, he knocked me out cold when I was playing football. We used to do this thing called Bull in the Ring. Oh, that, yeah, everyone knows what that is, but most people know it as Smear the Queer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Weirdly, a horrible, horrible sport. It's terrible. Yeah. And I just, for whatever reason, thought that I could just run as fast as I could straight at, literally, this guy, won, he won the Super Bowl with the Saints, kind of Jamar Nesbitt. And I ran full speed at him, and he hit me so hard that the next thing I remember was waking up in the back of the coach's pick-em-up truck. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so you go to University of Alabama. I'm assuming this is when Tommy Tuberville is the head coach. This was, no, this was, it was, so University of Alabama had a good run in the early 90s uh, with Gene Stallings as the coach. And then when I went there, the coach was a guy named Mike DuBose. Okay. And and they were terrible. They were terrible. But I lived in a house with a couple of people, like two blocks from the stadium. And so we, you know, we bought into the whole culture there with Alabama football, which is insane. Yeah. I I mean, it's really, really insane. I'm going to tell you, this is, this, this story is... I don't know. It's not for everybody, but I really like telling it because it gives some insight into both my family and Alabama football. But you remember a couple of years ago, uh, the tornadoes that, that, that came through there mm-hmm. uh, and killed a lot of people, including uh, my cousin and her husband. They oh, were man, I'm sorry. It was ter- terrible, terrible, terrible. And uh, we went to the funeral and we were uh, we were there and the pastor was speaking and said, you know, Jennifer you know, uh, she loved coming to church on Sunday and she loved watching her Auburn Tigers play every Saturday. And I had an uncle who was a really big Alabama fan. Okay. And, and, any, and anybody who, who knows anything about football knows that those two teams just absolutely hate each other. And we're at the, at the funeral for my cousin and my uncle just shouts out, Roll Tide! <laughs> Hell yeah. And I just thought, yep, that's perfect. Uh, I would like to point out that I screwed up. Tuberville was the coach of Auburn, not Alabama. He just happens to be the most likely next senator from the great state of Alabama. That's right. Although, although there are, I mean, look, the the hatred of Auburn within Alabama is a real thing. Do you think that's enough to sway the election? Listen, man, I, I'm not saying that it's enough to sway the election, but I'm saying don't discount the hatred of the Auburn Tigers. And also the other thing is the way that Tuberville left the Auburn program mm-hmm. left a really bad taste in a lot of Auburn Tigers' mouths. So you've got Alabama fans who hate him because he, he he's a filthy Auburn Tiger, and then you have Auburn Tigers who don't like him because he screwed the program over. Yeah, but he's so also on the Republican ticket in – Alabama. I know. Look, I got a good feeling he's going to win. <laughs> I'm just saying. But look, I also thought Roy Moore was going to win. Well, he never coached football. That's a, that's a very fair That's point. the only difference of the two. Yeah. The reason yeah, why so- we're specifically talking about the Bears-Saints game is because I am a Chicago Bears fan. Oh, I should also make it clear. 
I uh, abhor college uh, sports, uh, specifically college football. It's the closest thing we have to modern day slavery other than actual slavery in other places and in this country. But you know what I mean? Uh, In terms of large scale uh, business, okay with it, slavery. Yeah, it's college football. It's the worst. Uh, Everyone that loves it and supports it needs to take a good hard look in the mirror and then realize you're probably happier and healthier than me. What do I know? Go Penn State or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I endorse that. I agree with you. I agree with you. I I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And a lot of it has to do with my grandmother was a big fan. Uh, I used to watch games with her. I, I keep up with it. I, I'm certainly not someone who sits down and watches football at home. I just, I don't, I don't know the last time I watched an entire football game. I, it's just not for me. But the reason uh, why we're talking about this game is because you, your son is a fan of the New Orleans Saints. It's true. I have a, I have a 15 year old son and we never had to have the conversation about, can I play football? Cause he's always been into basketball. Okay. Uh, which is a sport that I, 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 I can also still play a little bit. I'm 40 now. I don't play as well as I used to, but I used to, you know. Who do you root stronger. for? Are you a Hornets guy? I'm a big San Antonio Spurs fan. I used to work for the Spurs. Really? Yeah, I used to work in the the, the flagship radio station for the Spurs, and I worked uh, back in 2005. I actually got a job in D.C., but I had to stay with the Spurs to the end of the season, and that's when they went to the finals and beat the Pistons. That's awesome. It was great. It was great. So I got to work with them all the way through the end of the season, and then I had to just turn around and drive all night to get to D.C. in time to start my new job. Did Do you think Pop has a chance of running for office and winning? He's such a weird dude, man. I, I don't – I mean, he would win, for the record. He would win. Do you, enough people in Texas like him? They love him. Even they people in him. Houston will vote for Pop. Even people in Houston, even people in Dallas. I okay. mean, the respect for Pop is is in in Texas is huge, huge. I just don't think he wants that headache. I agree. I could be wrong. In my ideal world, we have a Steve Kerr Popovich ticket. I look, I'm here for it. And it's just guys that have dealt with horrible tragedy. You have the military service with Pop. Uh, you got Steve yep. Kerr playing with the gr- arguably the greatest. He played for the Spurs. Didn't he win a ring with the Spurs too? He absolutely won. There a you ring go. With the Spurs. Yep. It yep. just makes sense. Also, it I love the sense. idea of tragedy, and <laughs> I love the idea of tragedy. Anyone that suffered a tragic loss, like Steve Kerr with his father, the way you behave as a human being, I think, is more evolved as someone that doesn't go through that tragedy. And I don't wish tragedy upon anyone, but. If you have someone that's governing with that sort of soul, I believe that they're going to do a better job. Abraham Lincoln and Steve Kerr, that's where you get. You, I want that pain. I want that pain of a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They could. I think Kerr and Popovich together could get it done. Okay. Uh, but again, I don't think they, I especially don't think Pop wants it. No, for sure. 100% agree. That's not the point. The point is we're talking about the Chicago Bears and New Orleans Saints, and we've, we're have we like, what, 10 minutes in, and we've said no words about this game. I actually watched some of this game, Brandon. I, Thank I don't, you. I, like I said, I, I, I haven't watched an entire football game, college or professional, and I, I couldn't tell you how long. Uh, but I did watch some of this game. I, I missed the fight. 
I know that's the mm -hmm. headline. I missed the fight. Um, whatever. Uh, I didn't even care about focusing on that. Um, I'm more interested is you're a father of a son who watches this stuff, but he doesn't want to play, right? So I didn't watch regularly until last year, until I had my kid, because for about 10 years, I was just done because of CTE and stuff like that. But when the NFL lost yeah. their lawsuit against Cap, and once all the players that are currently playing knew the risks of CTE, somehow I managed to like convince myself that that made it okay to watch the game again, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, we all use different excuses. Absolutely. And maybe most importantly... <laughs> make, make us feel better about our bad decisions. Oh, for sure. Maybe most importantly, um, I know how difficult it is to make friends with strangers, um, especially when you're a new parent, right? And football is the most popular American sport, so rather than being the guy that calls things sports ball, I decided to go back in to a game that I used to play to connect with other people. And thus far, it's actually worked. I get that, man. That's, I mean, that's fun. It is, it's such an identity in, in, in America. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we, ha we have one of the worst football teams here in Washington, DC. There's nothing, there are no redeemable qualities as far as I'm concerned about, about this team. And, and my 15 year old son recognizes that as well. He knows, he knows that. So he was just like, I don't think I, I don't think I can really root for them. Yeah. So what and, drew him to the saints? So I, I, I have a connection to New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I usually, in normal times, am there at least once a year. I, I, and he's come down there with me multiple times. And he likes – and he's like me. He likes the city. He loves Drew Brees. And, because as, there, as everyone uh, who knows you knows you're a huge conservative Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I always said to him, Look, it's okay to like Drew Brees. It's not okay to want to like hang out with Drew Brees. Like you can definitely respect his talent, but I, you know, the the last couple of years for me, and I know that a lot of these sports guys are just completely divorced from, you know, reality when it comes to politics. But it's gotten so it's like now it's so bad. But Drew Brees has managed to sort of like they love him in New Orleans. He's consistently very good. Um, and my, my, my kid really just, he likes him. He likes the team. He likes the super. We, we've been to the Superdome before. We That's haven't cool. been to a game there, but we went there. Uh, and it's, you know, we were there for a game. We didn't go to the game, but to see this, the, the city really does just absolutely come alive for these uh, football games. It's really hard to dislike games. anything about New Orleans Except Drew Brees. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So That's I fair. get it. I, if, if I was going to root for any team in the NFL, I would root for the Green Bay Packers, which sucks because they're the Bears' biggest rival, but... That's the only team that I'm comfortable rooting for in terms of how they're owned and the way they run, and they've been a competitor pretty much my entire life. The Saints have not. Uh, there were a lot of years where they were not any good, and since Drew Brees has come there, they've been pretty good the entire time, and that's super impressive. So I get it. So pretty much his entire life, he's had a good team to root for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was not really paying attention to any of this stuff during the, you know, uh, Sean Payton being uh, suspended for the the bounties and all of that. He has watched them experience some really, really bad luck 
sure. down the stretch the last couple of years. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that's there, there's something sort of likable about – I'm not certainly not saying that they're underdogs, right? But since they won a Super Bowl, I mean, how long has – when was that? That was 10 years ago? Yeah, I think it's actually long. It's like 40, Super Bowl 42, maybe? They ran that Chiron yesterday, or that graphic of um, Foles and uh, Drew going to the same high school and both becoming Super Bowl oh, wow. MVPs and all that good stuff. And it just made me realize that uh, I am so glad I didn't play high school football and I got out right before high school because it doesn't seem any fun. That being said, I'd probably be uh, not talking to you and uh, still have a job and Republican. So you never know. What are we, what are we doing here? So <laughs> uh, did you enjoy watching the game with your son? I kind of did. Yeah, I kind of did. Where I mean, was the hesit- Why the hesitation? Well, I just like I said, I'm not an NFL guy. I, you know, I, every time, so he he watches on on Sundays, right? It's sort yeah. of on in the background. I'm I'm, I'm usually doing dad stuff. Isn't dad sort of stuff usually like I don't know, watching the game with your <laughs> son? I'm not that kind of dad. <laughs> I'm not All that right. kind of dad. But you know, it's. It, it's just too violent. It's just too brutal. People are getting car- carted off. I hate the politics of the NFL. Yeah. I, I hate the Kaepernick stuff. I just, I feel gross watching it. Does your son have any of these same concerns? Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's so, pre- it, 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 well, it's just so prevalent, especially among like high school boys. See, you that's know? interesting it, to me because it really wasn't when I was in high school. Well, it was interesting. Like for me, we I, I grew up in South Carolina. We didn't have a football team until I was, I guess I was like a fresh. I was either a freshman or a sophomore in uh-huh. high school when the Carolina Panthers uh, became a team. Yeah, they that was that was their inaugural year. I think it was like ninety five, something like that. Yeah. So I would have been a freshman or sophomore. Shout out Tim Biakabatuka. and. <laughs> I remember it was a big part of just talking about, you know, that was just the thing that you talked about with your friends in high school. Yeah. And I guess it's still a thing. Yeah. I wonder if Madden is the really the only reason Madden and fantasy are the reason why, because the video game was sort of important, but you couldn't really, you couldn't yell at your friends to play against because it just, the technology wasn't there because I'm 97 through 2001. And Walter Payton was literally in the stands at some of the high school football games because his son was playing on the opposing team and like no one seemed oh, to wow. care. You know what I mean? Like we grew up, it was in Chicago. Like it's the bears weren't very good at that point. There was still that 85 nostalgia. But by that point, it's like you just care about the bulls. And then once that was over, yeah, you care yeah, about yeah. the, the 98 Cubs. And that was pretty cool. And then by 2000, it's like, no one's good right now no yeah. one's good and i'm i was in bands and stuff too so like by that point even the people that played football like they cared probably more about notre dame football than the bears and that was mostly because of the catholic bullshit surrounding it not right, right. I don't, so for some reason i feel like the window that i was in just it, the NFL wasn't as big of a deal as it was even five years earlier with the cowboys run or five years later with the Brady run. 
Oh, that's interesting. I had like this weird window where like the most exciting thing was probably the NBA, but then they had that strike shortened season, which completely took the air out of it for Chicago. So anyways, I'm fascinated. Go ahead, please. No, I was just, I, 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 I'm always shocked and surprised at just, I know this is a really dumb statement to make, but I'm really good at making those. Uh, I, I'm I'm sh- I'm always shocked and surprised at just how prevalent and how dominant the NFL is, right? I mean, there's that. Jo- I mean, it's joke has been around forever. They just own a day. I mean, Sunday is the NFL in America. Yeah, and that that really does. I mean, it starts in high school, especially. You know, like I said, my my kid doesn't play football, but he's athletic. He plays. Uh, basketball and you know ran cross country and if you're you know an active kid I mean you keep up with that stuff and you talk about it with your friends I think that's a new thing in the last two decades because if the MLB strike in the mid 90s doesn't happen if the NHL doesn't miss an entire season if the NBA doesn't have a shortened season all three of those are within a decade the NFL does not gain nearly as much advantage also i am convinced that madden and the playability of football as a video game may be the most responsible thing for all of this i don't disagree with that at all no okay so i think that's right do you follow it go ahead please i keep interrupting i'm sorry but but you know it's also you know i mean look at what's happened to sports media right these people have like very defined personalities. They're entertaining people off the field as well. And I think that's it's that was obviously a thing when we were younger, but it's certainly more accessible now. I don't know, man. I agree that it's more accessible, but the only sport I really see anyone taking advantage of that is the NBA. Yeah. I mean, you you'd be hard pressed for someone like you to name three non-quarterback NFL players at this point? Um, well, here uh, the, 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 you're not 100% wrong. You're not 100% wrong. But it does just bleed over because it is so – I mean, again, it's everywhere. I, You know, I can't watch sports. I watch sports center in the morning. Okay. Uh, and, and Monday morning, it's just nonstop football. So I have it. It's like, you know, on the periphery. But there's no escaping it. Yeah. Are you glad that there's no escaping it? Because I am convinced that if the World Series didn't happen, if the NFL didn't start, tomorrow's election would have been postponed indefinitely. <laughs> oh, man. I I just want to be very clear. <laughs> I don't think that sports should be happening right now. Okay. And I know that's not exactly what you're asking, right? But I keep no, it kind of is what I'm asking because I'm on the fence. I I think they should be to a point. Well, I, I think of the Sean Doolittle quote uh, where he said, "You know, having sports and being able to watch sports is a is a uh, a privilege of a functioning society." Uh, which we are most certainly not <laughs> in this particular moment. And, you know, especially, especially, like, why are we having college football? I don't disagree with the why? college football, but let's go back to Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is a relief pitcher for the Washington Nationals 2019 World Series champion. 
before he was a Washington national, he used to pitch for the athletics. And what he did once was buy out an entire section of the, for, of tickets in the Coliseum during LGBTQ pride night. Uh, I think because one of the other players said that like they didn't get it or it wasn't necessary or something like that. So Sean Doolittle used his position as a privileged athlete to push forward a social agenda that I happen to agree with. So that's why sports are important and can do good things, even if we don't deserve them, because people like Sean Doolittle's, their megaphone still works. Without the sport, their megaphone doesn't work. Very fair point. I also... I'm not sure that that's the case with the NFL, that anybody's doing anything like that with the NFL. I mean, I don't know about that. So I, here's, I, here's why your kid's 15, right? Your kid, yeah. let's say your kid has a kid and when he's 40 or whatever, and he's got a kid or 50 or whatever, and he's got a kid and they rerun these NFL film packages of the old games. <laughs> Every game in 2020 is going to have that end racism thing in the end zone, or it takes all of us. And those will probably not be blurred out and they'll be explained indefinitely as long as this game goes. And to me, that's kind of worth having the season. That alone will give it a weird legacy that they never intended. As long as they don't watch the season opener where the Kansas City Chiefs fans <laughs> booed when they talked about I racism. don't disagree in any way whatsoever. But who is the most popular person in that state most likely? I know. Okay. No, I get it. So what Patrick Mahomes is doing, like, take on those boos. Like, that's a good thing in a weird way. Here, here's and, and we've already we covered the college football thing, so I'm not going to keep harping on that, right? But you know, these are you, we know how unpredictable COVID is, and how many different effects, side effects, people can suffer from Correct. this. So if you are a a a, 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 a a professional athlete, and you could get one of the you could get the disease, and you suffer one of these horrible side effects, I, I mean. Is that really worth it? I mean, some of these people could potentially, you know, lose their careers over. Oh, for the professionals, 100% worth it. For the college players, 100% not worth it. Oh, no, certainly not. Certainly not. So, but yeah, still, Cam Newton, NFL, I mean, Cam's career might be over because of COVID. That's not a joke. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Is it worth it? Yeah, because he got paid so many more millions of dollars this year where if he sat, he would get no money and still be at risk for COVID. So, yeah, why not? For Cam specifically, for someone at that level making that much, absolutely worth it. For most everyone else, not at all worth it. Not sure. No. Sure. I just, you know, I, I, I don't take any joy of in watching these behemoths <laughs> hurting themselves, damaging their brain, and also doing it in the middle of a galloping pandemic. Yeah. It feels a little irresponsible. And look, look, no one's it hasn't happened yet, but somebody eventually is going to die. Sure. Maybe. Like I I would not be shocked if someone gets COVID from the football field and dies. And then what? Sure. Sure. Then so uh, it just the whole thing bums me out. Sure, I don't disagree whatsoever. That being said, I'm going to ask you the same questions I'm asking everyone else. What do you think the Bears' record's going to be? 
before week one, I said we were going to end the season eight and eight. We're eight weeks in. We are currently five and three. So there's eight games left. What do you think the Bears' record will be after week 16 or game 16? All right. So I, I, I actually I actually prepared for this a little bit. And I took a look at their schedule. Yes. And they play some they play some good teams. They do. Coming up. That's why I said we're going to end the season eight and eight. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nine and seven. Yeah, I have the lowest one. Uh, most people are saying nine and seven or ten and six. Do we make the playoffs with a nine and seven record? Yes, you do. Okay. Yes. Will Foles still I be starting so. quarterback? Especially. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Look, I and there is. I mean, I I'm aware of Nick Foles. I know his story. I know he won the Super Bowl. I think I think that's all very cool. So I I don't dislike the guy right do i think that he's going to lead his team to another super bowl no i do not hear me out but look at this everyone else gets covid <laughs> but... nick Foles is healthy i think that's a winning combination <laughs> he can make it happen he can make it happen who will make it uh, to know... the 2020 super bowl Let's see. I mean, it's again. I, I I haven't been watching this very carefully, Brandon. I, You're I, watching I, Sports Center a... every morning. You know as much as anyone else that's been on this show. That's fair. It's sort of in the background, but but that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think the Chiefs go back for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's that feels to me like kind of a lock. Who represents the NFC? Mm. I'm going to say the Seahawks. I like that. I, w- I like the Seahawks. I want to root for the Seahawks. Uh, I like Pete Carroll. He seems like a fine man. Um, who wins the Super Bowl? I think the Chiefs win again. Yeah, that was my I pick too. I, I mean, they're just they're, it's it's unbelievable what they are doing and what Mahomes is doing. I mean, it's also unbelievable what Russell Wilson is doing with the Seahawks. And again, I, I like Pete. Carroll. I love Marshawn Lynch when he when he played for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. But I, it just you look at at what the Chiefs have managed to do. And, this, and and just how they are embarrassing teams left and right. It's I interesting. Just, You're the one, two, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're the tenth person that's been on the show just about this NFL season. Not one person has picked the Steelers to make the Super Bowl, let alone win the Super Bowl. I find that interesting considering they're eight and zero. And I realize every game I talk to a different person, so obviously. But we're eight weeks in and no one's picking them. Is that because you think people are against sexual assault survivor? Sorry, person that commits <laughs> sexual assault, Ben Roethlisberger? It's really hard to root for the Steelers, especially with Ben Roethlisberger uh, as their quarterback. Mm. I just, I'll never do it. I used I, to I'll love never... the Steelers until Ben Roethlisberger. He's terrible. I mean, he's awful. Uh, I also, look... I don't think that the Titans will go to the Super Bowl, but again, bringing it back to Bama, I love Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I think he's fantastic, and I think they have some likable players on that team. But do I, I? I just sort of get the feeling it's been so long since the Steelers had an actual deep run. Has it? And, and make it to the 
to the playoffs or make it to the Super Bowl. Has it been that long? Oh yeah, it feels I guess. like it has. Yeah, you're right. It has. It has. When did he go to the Super Bowl? I think Ben's got two rings. One yeah. with Tomlin. And I think you yeah, they won in it's been ten years at least. Two thousand nine was the last time that they won. Wow. Two thousand nine. Wow. And then they won in two thousand six. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, but I just don't buy it. That's, that's it. All comes down to I just don't buy it. I mean, look, they they're always sort of in the running. They, they they've had some very down years, obviously, but they're always, you know, a football powerhouse, especially with Ben Roethlisberger. But I don't I don't see them as a team that is going to actually make it to the Super Bowl this year. But, but again, what do I what do I I just I just told you I don't watch I don't keep up with this. Oh, none of it matters. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it, you know what would have been really cool? In case anybody was thinking of pay, making bets on what I have. Oh to yeah, say whatever. My God. Okay, the problem with LeBron is LeBron is playing in California. No, there's no way in hell California doesn't go blue, right? And so that's pointless for LeBron True. to sit. What if Mahomes was like, "Hey, unless Missouri goes blue, I'm sitting the rest of the season." <laughs> I'm serious. Like, look, that might actually, that that might work. That might work. That might work. Look, it's it, it's. I don't know the culture of football in Kansas City that well. I do know that they take it very seriously. Yeah. Uh, but I, but that's about all I can tell you. So if someone like Mahomes was to do something like that, maybe, sure, I could see that. But no one's gonna. I mean, come on, no one's gonna do that. He's why not do that. Why, why? Why would he? It's bad for business. But once you okay, you're already a partial owner of the professional baseball team. You have enough money. You're done, and you're like 25. There's, I mean, <laughs> that's why. Let's just say, let's just say this. Maybe he'll do it, Brandon. No, I mean, <laughs> in because I could see LeBron doing that. LeBron almost canceled the season for obviously justified reasons. Yeah. And he didn't because he talked to President Obama. That's nuts. That really that bothered me. That bothered me actually. What 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 bothered you about that? Well, I mean, I looked at it more of like from a labor standpoint, right? Uh-huh. Like it was a it was a strike. It was a strike and it felt like there were other forces at play to try and convince them to come back and and play when there were far more important things going on. And look, I watched every minute practically of the NBA bubble. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I'm part of the problem. I know I just said that we shouldn't be having sports during the pandemic, but I thought that was the most responsible way that you could handle something very irresponsible. Oh, for sure. No one's sense. debating that. There were no cases. Like, come on. But right. What was... was? But I still think it was a fairly irresponsible thing to do. But that we had this moment where these players all said there is something much more important than the game of basketball going on, and we should go and and take part in that. And it feels like they got talked out of it. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with that you. Me. That didn't bother me because what happened because of that were more st- was pretty much every stadium saying like, yeah, you could use this as a voting center. The, the voting center stuff, by the way, is amazing. I so think that's great. does that happen so without that? 
I don't know. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a fair point. Therefore, fair LeBron point. did the right thing. I'm convinced you're not the first person I'm talking to about this, that LeBron might have swayed this election. <laughs> Laugh all you I want, mean, but LeBron, with what he did <laughs> with the stadiums, might be the difference maker. It's not nothing, man. No, it's not nothing. I'm not disagreeing with you. That laughter is not disagreeing with you. It's just I'm laughing at just the absurdity of this reality that we're living in. But uh, sure, I don't. I I think I don't think that's a bad take. No, I got the best takes. <laughs> Only the best takes. You have an interesting job, take, baby. Um, in a weird way, are you hoping for an entire red sweep tomorrow to ensure uh, your job security? You know, it's funny. I get that question a lot. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah, I get that question a lot. The answer is, of course not. I mean, it, sure. I, I mean, it, do I want the country to plunge into one of its darkest periods that we've ever seen? Uh, sure, yeah. I get great content out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I would much rather be like I, you know, I produce podcasts. A lot of them are, you know, left leaning, but in fact, all of them are left leaning. Uh, would I rather not do those and do uh, podcasts about other things than, you know, the hijacking of our democracy? Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd love I would I would love I would love there to be but I mean look, I'm not gonna get that in my lifetime, Brandon. Not in your lifetime? <laughs> so it's a pretty uphill battle, man. You're not that old. Well, I no, I'm not that old, but I just think it's I think there's a lot there's a long way to go. There's a long way to go. I mean Sure. You know, there are those people who, who are just, you know, the you know, can't wait to go back to brunch again when Joe Biden is president and not having to worry about the, I mean, that's not real. That's not a real thing. That's not where we're going to be in a year's time. I think we still have a lot of problems that Joe Biden's not going to address. Yeah. No one's disagreeing with that, but like, we're only like four more years away from a rock presidency and he will solve everything. (laughs) The XFL is coming in a year. Come on. My my fifteen year old has also gotten into professional wrestling. Cool. <laughs> I could give him no, some tips, I mean, which I, is uh, don't get into professional wrestling. Well, I, I I you know you're one of the few uh, you're one of the few people I know who who follows it and talks about it in a way that is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I don't well, care for watching. it at this point. I like I literally right. I don't like it. Well, I used to watch it when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. And and then I and then I grew up and I stopped watching it, right? But now my fifteen year old is really all about it. He loves he loves watching it, and it's it's given me a new appreciation for things like because I used to also hate musical theater. Okay. And I started watching professional wrestling, and I was like, oh, I get it now. I get musical theater now. That's it's professional wrestling. Yeah, but professional it's wrestling is just, way better than musical theater. 
I'll give you that. Yes. Yeah, it's way better. But it's the, I mean, it's the same energy. It's the same energy. And by the way, when I say don't get into it, it's not because I'm not. Like, I, I used to love it, but without fans, it's very weird. And without fans, it's super hard to hijack a show. And without hijacking a show, it's just two different billionaires with their companies that won't allow anything political. And if it is political, it's definitely not left-leaning. Therefore, you're not getting good representation of it because you got a bunch of people that are on the verge of being okay financially, not realizing they're going against their interests by not unionizing and being considered independent contractors. And it's never going to change because... The people, because Andrew Yang is literally talking about this stuff, it's it doesn't matter. He's it, Andrew Yang's talking about it on the Jericho show, but Donald Trump Jr. is also on the Jericho show. Like it doesn't matter. It's all stupid yeah. because the people that are attracted to this, it's the idea that you're going to be a millionaire. So why would you ever vote against a millionaire? Yeah, right. That's all. Right. Anyways, thanks yeah, for I- doing this. Oh yeah, man! I, this was super fun. I, I hope I didn't completely uh, screw it up I, with my lack of football. Knowledge. Oh no, we checked all the boxes. Drew Brees is a conservative Christian. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is a horrible human being, and uh, tomorrow's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, that, that that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. 